This is Swim Success with Music. Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Success with Music Swim. This is a podcast for singers, songwriters, beat makers, musicians, students. Yo, we are about the music life. Hey, I appreciate you tuning in to the new episode here. And again, my name is Walt. We uh, have uh, just a bit of fun typically here on our shows and try to offer some useful tips for musicians all around the world. We've been away for a few weeks, but we want to jump back into things here. And we're starting off with a brand new series. And we're going to focus on some music production techniques, some composition techniques. And what I'm going to do for the the next few episodes is bring in some audio in order to illustrate some of the concepts that I I would like to convey. So for today, we're going to start off with three different production related tips for you that you may find some value in as you go about composing your songs and tracks. Yo, let's get into it. Yo, what's going on, people? This is Walt, and again, this is Success With Music. I want to offer up three techniques that I use for creating my music. So I'm going to play a track for you. Then we're going to go back and deconstruct the track. I'm going to just take just three major points today and unpack some of the ideas that I use to produce using my digital audio workstation. So fair warning, this is going to be an episode where the tips are focused at recording techniques and giving you some ideas using your recording software. And if you're not a software user, hopefully you can pick up on some of these tips here. So let me start off by playing the track um, that I created. This is just a very, very short track. And again, I want to pull out certain elements and focus on them for today. But let's take a listen to the track before getting started. Here we go. Okay, so that is the track, just a short uh, piece here. So let's talk about the first idea here. Now, when I'm producing my music, for the most part, I use Quantize for my rhythm section. If you're not familiar, Quantize is just a, a, a an automated function that allows for your rhythm, the timing of your notes to be right on the specific pulses within this song. So for the most part, This song was quantized using 16th note increments. You may use the same type of quantize. So again, I use quantize to keep myself on pace with the tempo of the song so the beat is not getting slower and faster, those types of things. Now, I think quantize is an amazing tool, but it has a downside. And that downside is that it makes things super perfect. And when you have things super perfect, 
to me, your music becomes ultra sterile. When your music is like that, it takes away some of the life from it, and it takes away from some of the natural flow. I want it, I want people to feel something. I want there to be just uh, uh, some human element to it. Now, in order to achieve that, I'm going to focus on the drum kit here, and I'm going to point out something here. This is going to be my first tip. So quickly, I'm going to play the track, and I'm going to stop it here. So let me play it real fast. So take a listen to the drums. Okay, now I'm gonna isolate the drums. I'm gonna solo the drum track. All right, let me stop it there. So what I did here is I have my kick drum of what you can hear when it first starts. I have a layered clap and kind of a snare there. Take a listen to that. I'll play it for you up right there right here right here okay what i want to point out is when i created this track i quantize it i made sure that it was right on the money in terms of rhythm but one thing that i wanted to do is i wanted to give it just a bit more life in order to do that i actually staggered my snare drum and clap on this track here. I'm gonna isolate this so you can hear it by itself. And you'll hear what I mean. There's a slight, I mean, a very minute difference between the snare and the clap on this track. And I want you to listen to it. Let me just play it by itself. Now it went by kind of fast. Now, let me go to the track here. I'm gonna go and just uh, remove the one that's actually slightly out of time. So, if you saw my screen right now, this clap happens right on the number four beat of this measure. When you zoom into this particular area where I have this sound and also this sound, they are separated just by a fraction of a second. Now, this beat here is slightly ahead of the number four beat in this measure, and this sound is just slightly behind it. So one is slightly ahead of it, one is slightly behind it. And I'm averaging these two notes out to be this one sound and it gives you the illusion that it's landing right on the four together. Let me turn the metronome on so you can hear what I'm talking about here. Right there. Let me take away one of these beats here, the one that is the most off from the actual timing of the song. Play it for you here. Okay, so you have one, two, three, four. Okay, now let me bring back that other pulse, that other sound, if you will. Take a listen to it now with them staggered. And again, it's, it's very, very small by a very small amount. You hear that? Now I'm gonna exaggerate it to give you what I'm, what I'm, I'm gonna exaggerate them just a bit Sorry, I hit it by accident. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit this one again. I'm gonna move it well ahead of the beat. I'm gonna go way beyond where it should be in terms of staggering, but I wanna do this to, to overemphasize a point. Take a listen. 
Okay, that's that's kind of crazy. But on a micro level, that's really what's happening. So if you were to kind of slow it down, it would be like that. Now that's just kind of going a little crazy. So let me tighten them back up again and put them just closer together. And again, that was more an exaggerated scenario, but going really fast, it sounds like this again. So when you do this, you build in just a bit of imperfection, but that imperfection happens very close to the appropriate pulse in this track, which is the number four note in this measure. So because I have one of the sounds going just ahead of that number four beat in the measure and the other is just behind it, together they average out to land right on the four. That's kind of what your ear hears. So again, when you use this type of programming or editing, it gives it just a bit more life and it gives it less of a hardcore programmed sterile sound. All right, so let's start all over again. Take a listen to it with the metronome. All right, let's drop in the music. Okay, so hopefully you get the point. Play around with this. You can do this with a lot of different instruments. I like using it for my snare drums. Sometimes I use it with my percussion just to make it slightly off those core pulses. It just, to me, gives a bit more life and vibrancy to your overall mix. And also when you do it like this, when you hear my snare and that clap go together, it hits a bit harder when you hear it that way. That staggered sound just adds a bit more thump to that snare drum portion of the track. All right, let's talk about the next thing for today. I want to focus in on automation. I'm a big fan of automation in music, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, is when you can program an instrument in your, in your music to behave a certain way based off of where it is in the song. So let me play it back for you here, and I want you to focus in on this particular sound. I'm gonna isolate it so you can hear it in the track. And with this particular sound, I'm playing some intervals. So take a listen to the sound. Okay, so that's the sound I want you to focus on. All right, I'm gonna turn the metronome off for this here. So let's go back to the beginning, focus in on that sound, here we go. Okay, so let me tell you what's happening here. I automated the volume for that particular sound. So when the music dropped here, show you where it is, when the music came in right here, that's when the automation kicked in for this particular track. So, so what happened? Because I brought in more instrumentation along with that sound, I didn't want that sound to be up competing with this additional instrumentation, but I wanted to keep that same feel to drive the overall track. So what I did is I built in some automation. So the automation here brought the volume down from negative 11 decibels down to 
negative 18 decibels. And that's a pretty sizable drop. Typically with decibels, increments of six, that's a pretty big jump. And for me to go from negative 11 further down to negative 18, more than six, that's a sizable drop. So let's go listen to the beginning. You're gonna hear those pulses from my um, from my intervals. They're gonna happen four times. And on the fifth time, there's gonna be the drop. So let's, I'm gonna count them out for you. Let's go back and play it. Step one. last one four listen for number five so it, it dropped way back in the mix but it's still there take a listen it's there here it is but i use my automation to pull it back so again i'm using it for stylized purposes i don't want that sound to crowd the the mix for this particular track. But I also wanna make sure that I don't take my overall volume and go over the limit or start clipping. You get that little red signal in your digital audio workstation. Sound is very much like having, um, I don't know, a party at your house or your apartment. You can only invite so many people before it becomes way too much or too crowded and you don't have anywhere to put anyone. So you have to start removing things in order to get more in. So in order to get more sound into this track, I opted to reduce how much of this particular sound I have in there. If I don't reduce that sound and I keep adding other sounds and I don't reduce the volume for those sounds, collectively, they're gonna take my track above zero decibels. And typically zero decibels is the absolute max you wanna have for your track. If you go over above that, your track starts to have that scratchy sound or that distorted sound, and we call that clipping. So again, I chose to, uh, to, to back this off, this particular sound, for again, two different reasons. Stylized purposes, and also to reduce the overall load on the overall volume or sound for this particular track. So having gone through all of that, Look into your settings for your digital audio workstation. So within your recording software, no matter what kind you have, look into the term automation. When you do, there's gonna be a whole world that can open up to you. You can automate volume, as we talked about today. You can automate effects. You can automate placement of sound, meaning like panning. So there's a whole bunch of things. Some digital audio workstations allow you to automate some settings, for instance, you're able to, let's say you have uh, an effects track, you can automate how wet or how dry your effects are at a certain part in the song, maybe accentuating a certain area. So again, look in your help area for your digital audio workstation and search for automation. All right, so let's go on to my third tip, and this third tip I'm pretty excited about, and I, I believe it'll be a great little secret or tip for you. Now, I use a particular digital audio workstation. I've used several over the years, and I recently changed workstations. I've, I've had a, I'm, I'm not going to tell that story again. If you've heard these episodes before, you've heard me complain about my previous digital audio workstation. The point is, 
no matter what digital audio workstation you have, you, you, you typically have tools that are universal. So for instance, most digital audio workstations will have reverb, they will have compression, uh, they will have an EQ or some type of gate. I'm gonna focus in on something today, but again, I feel that this is a kind of a secret weapon tip. Um, hang on for a second and I'm gonna go back and I want you to listen to something. And I'm gonna isolate the sound as well. In this track, I want you to listen to the hi-hat in this track, and the hi-hats is kind of low, and I'll pull them out so you can hear them very clearly. Listen to the hi-hat rhythm, and then I also want you to listen to, there's a little snare roll, a snare drum roll that happens just as we get into the, uh, the part where the music goes into a different section with uh, more instruments. Take a listen. Again, hi-hats and a little snare drum roll. Take a listen. snare drum okay let me correct myself that's really not a snare drum that's more like a hand clap like an 808 hand clap so whatever <laughs> just pay attention to that that sound so go back let's go back again let me point it out to where it is and the the um the hi-hat more has more of a kind of a trap sound take a listen here's a hi-hat right there there's a claps Okay, let me play it separately just in case if you're not hearing it. I'm gonna turn the metronome on so you can hear what I'm talking about. Take a listen. Here's a roll. Okay, so there's a couple of things happening here, but the thing I want to focus on is the rhythm for the the hi-hat. The hi-hat has, again, that trap kind of sound where it's super, super fast, and the same thing for the rolls for the hand claps. Take a listen. Now, I've seen people, and I used to do this, where you'll sit there with your MIDI, MIDI editor, and you will sit there and just write in or draw in a whole bunch of tiny little notes in order to get that type of sound. And you can do it that way, and it's kind of time-consuming, but that's a lot of notes to, to draw in. And I used to take maybe, like say, let's say, four of those super-fast 30-second notes and then copy the, the series of the four notes and then do four, 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 four. And then once I have a group of, let's say, I don't know, 16, then I'll copy the 16 across a certain area. Again, you can do stuff like that, but I feel like it's time consuming and it's harder to control if you want to have different rhythm patterns for that little section. You have to go in and do surgery each time you want to make some special alteration to uh, that that sound. Let me slow the tempo down just a bit so you can hear what I'm talking about in terms of the the how fast my um, my hi hat and clap rolls are. Let me move. So right now my project is set at 120 beats per minute. I'm gonna slow it down to 90. Take a listen. Yeah, I'll play the metronome again.
Okay, so that's what it sounds like when it's slowed down. I believe that there's a better way to get those trap sounds or those super fast rhythms with a tool that many of you should have in your digital audio workstation. So here's my super great tip for today. I'm pretty excited about it. I recommend that you load your soft synth, and I use a soft synth for this, like a drum kit soft synth, and I routed that through an arpeggiator, an ARP. Many ARPs can be programmed to do all sorts of rhythm patterns. So for me, I chose triplet notes that are super fast. I believe these are 30-second triplet notes. So it kind of has that trap feel. So let me go ahead and play something from my ARP here so you can get a sense of what I'm talking about. So any sound that's that's loaded up in my soft synth here, you can hear that it's at that speed. So I can do different patterns. So that is the benefit of using an ARP arpeggiator. It's actually playing the note very quickly for me. So let me tell you what's going on in my ARP so you can understand what I'm talking about. And I'm going to change the the rhythm patterns around just a bit. So right now, again, you hear this rhythm pattern. And again, we're at 120 beats per minute. I'm going to slow this down to, let's do quarter notes. Take a listen. I'm just holding a note down. So if you see me in my studio right now, I'm just holding a note down on my MIDI controller. And it's perfectly hitting those quarter notes. Now I'm going to speed this up. Uh, Let's double that. Let's go to eighth notes. Take a listen. One and two and three and four and. And that's my arpeggiator. Okay. Now um, I'm going to double it one more time. And if you can guess what the, the rhythm would be for this. Tell me. What do you think? You got it. Sixteenth notes. One E and a two E and a three E and a four E and a. Take a listen. And just so you know, if you hear my sound kind of bouncing back and forth, I have another um, thing loaded up onto this track that gives it that auto panning type of sound. That will be for a different episode. Um, But the actual pulses that you're hearing, they're 16th notes. Now, if I speed this up back to where I was before, then again, you get this super fast rhythm pattern. And I don't have to sit and program all these tiny increments on my digital audio workstation. So this is where we started from. Now, let me leave you with this final tip. If you are creating your own loops or your own rhythm parts and you don't like some of the stuff you hear from uh, samples and different loops that you may have loaded up or you're finding online, you can use your ARP to create your own crazy rhythm patterns. So in this instance, as I mentioned before, I've been playing just a single note. Now, imagine what will happen if I were to play multiple notes. So if I were to hold down two different notes at the same time, the way I have my ARP set up right now, it will play one note, the other note, the other note, it's going to bounce back and forth but with the same rhythm pattern. Take a listen. 
let me use a sound that's a little bit more different. So it's bouncing back between the clap and that hi-hat. I'm gonna add a third note in there, take a listen. I'm gonna add a whole bunch of notes. I'm just gonna play a whole bunch of stuff. I'm not sure what it's gonna sound like, but let's take a, take a listen. This kinda sounds like trash, let's try something else. So it sounds like a, a three-year-old going crazy on a drum set, but let's uh, let's let's slow it down here. Let's try a different uh, rhythm pattern here. I'm going to slow it down from the the super fast rhythm that I had programmed before. Let's take a listen. have you a sweet drum roll and I'm gonna move this down just a bit more let's go back down to 16th notes here see what we get sounds like an old-school Casio keyboard right keyboard drum machine but again you can start off a track like this right throw a filter on it or throw it in the background all I'm doing, and I'm, I'm not even looking at my, my, my MIDI controller right now, I'm just kind of, as I'm recording, just reaching back and just pressing down random notes. Now, I'm not pressing over and over again. The arpeggiator is doing that for me. So again, use your arp as a way to create some crazy rhythms. Play around with it. I'm sure you know, if you've played around with arpeggiators, you, I'm sure you've done it for synth parts and things like that, but the next level of production for you will be using it for your rhythm, man. You can save yourself some time. You can create some of those trap beats. You can create some crazy loops. You can create some uh, crazy percussion loops. And then on top of that, maybe layer, layer that with some other instrumentation, man. You can create uh, some phenomenal sound. And when you do, you'll be more successful at this music game, man. Your overall sound will go to the next level. And you're not going to be using this cut and paste stuff you get from the internet or stuff you find in your DAW where you just drag and drop samples that everyone's using. You can literally create your own kind of sample. Oh, and one more thing before we get out of here. Um, when I had uh, that... Uh, little clap sound playing, I merged that with an envelope. So let me go back to where I'm where I'm talking about here. So take a listen and listen for the clap sound. It's gonna get very loud. So I'm using both the ARP and I'm using the, the envelope to create more of a dramatic effect leading into the music dropping. Take a listen. Right here. Whoops, looks like I did not put my rhythm back to where it should have been in the first place. Let me do that here. I didn't mind that too much. Let me play that for you again. Kind of like that. But the original way was like this. Here we go. There we go. So again, I, I, I increased my ARP speed way back up there, but I also put an envelope on it to boost the volume. So again, it kind of slides us right into this bigger section. Let me rewind it one more time. Right here. 
right, man. Hey, I appreciate you checking us out today. I'm hoping that you got some good tips from us today. Subscribe to this podcast. Please share this podcast and check us out as we drop new content all of the time. Hey, and check out all of our other episodes. You can hear all of them at our main website. That is successwithmusic.com, successwithmusic.com. And while you're there, feel free to send us your questions. It can be about production, about making money in music, songwriting, whatever you want to ask us. Just send those questions from our main website. Yo, check us on the next episode. Do a